Post 82 is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers and shows you all the best last-minute deals, prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So hit the App Store Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Well, hello everyone, all you Kings fans out there. This is Jason Jones from The Athletic, Throwing Room Breakdown, your latest edition of Post 82, and might I dare to say a very somber edition of Post 82. Whew, uh, how did we get here? <laughs> Kings lose to the New York Knicks 103-101. Friday night at Golden One Center. Game the Kings led by 16 points with less than five minutes to play in the third. Go ahead and they get um, close the third quarter poorly, end up losing the third quarter. Um, where we heard that one from, Kings lose the third quarter. I know, shocking. Follow that up by getting an outscore 31-21 in the fourth quarter to lose this game. Like I said, to the New York Knickerbockers. The same Knicks who uh, fired the coach not that long ago. They fired David Fitzdale. Fired him after he, uh, from according to reports, had coached practice. So, you know, coach a practice and find out you, you lost your job. So, Things haven't been exactly the most stable around the Knicks, but somehow still, the Kings managed to come out here and lose this game. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Just, uh, yeah, I don't know where to begin. Because it's not that the idea of the Kings losing to the Knicks was crazy to me. I mean, it's very, you know, to me, the Kings aren't a team that's good enough to where you can just be like, oh my God, I can't believe they lost that game because... They are a type of team that can really lose to anybody or beat anyone, depending on how they play. And what makes this one so disappointing is just the fact that they were up by 16. They appeared to have kind of sh shaken that idea that they could play certain teams and maybe feel like they had the game in hand because they were just better than that team. Or, you know, maybe they had gotten past that we're going to overlook an opponent type thing. And for... Really, two and a half quarters, the Kings didn't overlook the Knicks. The Kings were aggressive, the Kings attacked, and then they let up. By their own admission, they let up. You know, they let the, the Knicks off the hook, and then from there, you know, Julius Randle starts to push them around. Marcus Moore starts getting his. Alfred Payton off the bench comes in, drops 16 points on him, four assists. I mean, just... Yeah, it's all around bad effort for you. You, you know, you take it into consideration. Uh, post game, Luke Walton said the positive to him was that the Kings started off well. You know, and they played well for a good part of the game, but no one's going to remember that. Know why? Because you just lost to the New York Knicks at home after you had a 16 point lead. The Knicks, who improved to 6 and 20 and swept Northern California. So right now, the New York Knicks are the best NBA team in Northern California. Well, they're probably on the plane now back to New York, so not anymore, but. At around 9.30 tonight, the best team in Northern California was the New York Knicks. So, that's a tough one to swallow for the Kings. And I feel like I've touched on this a bunch of times, probably too many times, but I'll go back to it, starting with kind of a reality check. 
yet another reality check for the Kings. I mean, you would think they've had enough of these, but clearly they needed another one. A reminder that when this team plays hard and they're engaged for an entire game, they can beat anybody. They beat the they beat the Houston Rockets, they beat the Dallas Mavericks, but they also beat the Celtics. But they can also lose to anybody. And if they needed it, you would think they would have learned their lesson with that. But they had another hard lesson to be learned again Friday night. And here's why as bad of a loss as it, as it is, it's not to me, it's not the ring the alarm, oh my God. I come from the perspective of I have very measured expectations for this Kings team. I don't expect them to be a juggernaut right now. There were actually people asking them, asking players, you know, and talking about the idea of the Kings were the seventh seed on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, whatever, who cares? And really, why are you asking players about being where their playoff seating is or talking about playoff seating? mid-December. No one cares where you are right now in the, in the standings, and you can't think about, well, hey, this is, you know, we're, we're the seventh team in the West. They they can't beat us because they're the Knicks. They're really, you know, you're not really the seventh best team. In the, we don't know that, so chill on all that. You got to play the same way every night, and the kids are going to keep learning this lesson over the course of the season until they get it. You know, there they lost. They now have home losses to Charlotte, Chicago, and the Knicks. Three teams that, if you're a good team, you say to yourself, we win all those games. But clearly, at this stage, the Kings are not, are, you cannot call them, you know, beyond a shadow without a good team. You clearly can't. Because if you were, you wouldn't be talking about three of these, these losses they've had so far. Is it another lesson learned? Maybe. We'll see. So enough about that. Let's talk about a couple of things from the game that stood out to me. Uh, fourth quarter, Kings took a bunch of threes. You know, it's kind of what they do. We know we know that. We know they take a lot of threes. But it just seemed like they were just hunting, 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 trying to get, you know, get a three ball to go down. As, as you know, the pressure kicked in, the game got tighter. Kings are 4-15 from three in the fourth quarter. Took 22 shots, 15 of them threes. Yeah, that's not good. I know uh, Coach Walden say he he likes some of the looks they got, but it's a close game. You have got to try to get to the rim. You have got to try to get a good shot, close shot sometimes. Maybe draw a foul. Yeah, they got some good looks, but they weren't falling. Maybe you try something different. I mean, that's just oh. Took 15 threes in the fourth quarter, and you just look at the way the game unfolded. They took for the entire game 39. So, who, what does that tell you? They were just really jacking them up and just get up all those shots they could. And they didn't get to the, they didn't get ahead in the game by shooting an excessive number of threes in a 12 minute span. But that's what they fell into hunting for the three, trying to get the three, dribbling to find the three. So this may be trying to find something a little easier. So, man, that's uh, that's going to be something that going forward, you can't have fourth quarters like that if you expect to win. And, well, I've talked enough about those three-pointers. Let's move on to another part, problematic part of this fourth quarter, one where the Kings were outscored 31-21. to 21. <sighs> Buddy Hill's defense. 
not that Buddy Hill gave him a bunch of points. You know, I'm not saying that that's not what happened and that they weren't just going on it, going against Buddy. But Buddy's defense has Luke Walton removing him from games and late game situations, going off his defense, getting Trevor Ariza as the case was. He got Trevor Ariza in for him on Friday. But here's the problem with that. The Kings had one timeout, and there was no stoppages of play to get Buddy back into the game on offense is where you needed him. So, Buddy went to the bench uh, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I'll get you that time that he went to the bench so you have an idea of kind of just some of the uh, lack of execution from the Kings down the stretch. Buddy Hill goes to the bench. With 122 left to play. Harrison Barnes makes one or two free throws. Knicks lead 99-96. Buddy doesn't get back into the game until there's 9.1 seconds to go. Know why? There's no stop to play. The Kings actually get, you know, get a stop um, on the Knicks' next possession. They get the, you know, they get the rebound, you know, but 45.0 seconds left on the clock. Corey Joseph misses a three. Knicks get the rebound. Even then, the Kings are down just three. Get a stop, get the ball back, get Buddy back in. Here's what happened. Um, after Corey Joseph misses the shot, misses his shot, Tyus Gibson gets the rebound. Knicks get down there. Alfred Payton misses. Alfred Payton gets his own rebound. Yeah. So then after that, what happens? R.J. Barrett drives. He misses the layup. What can the Kings do after that? Guess what they did? They missed. They did not get the rebound again. So that's two offensive rebounds you're giving up on this possession. And what happens from there? Marcus Morris put back. Ends the game. Kings are down 101 9.1 seconds to play. The Knicks were able to buy more time with their offensive rebounding, which ended up being a difference overall in the game, but in that possession right there, that kind of sums up kind of the physical nature of the Knicks play. It also highlights the fact that the Kings had to play an important stretch of the game, but they could have used Buddy Hill on offense, but they couldn't because dating back a week ago to the San Antonio game, when he blew the coverage late that allowed the Spurs to tie the game, I don't think they trust Buddy as a defender yet. I don't think they trust him yet. And that's evident by if you're willing to take a guy out who has 30-plus points in the game already, that just tells me that you really don't have a lot of confidence in his defense. And, you know, Buddy was up front. He owned it last week, said that, you know, the, the team tricked off the win and put himself to blame for blowing his defensive coverage, which now, like I said, looks like there are going to be times where Luke just takes Buddy out. For this team to be a good team, a real good team, not a we're in seventh place in December good. I don't care about you being in seventh damn place in December. No one will remember this if you win 30 games all season. But for them to become a group, a good team at some point, Buddy's defense has to get to the point to where he he can be on the floor late in the game. So that amongst the, the the many things I saw, that really jumped out at me. Just the, the idea that even going back to myself with San Antonio, I'm thinking to myself, Luke has to get him out the game late. But if he's going to be one of your best players, he can't be like I said, he can't be that big of a liability on defense. So let's see what happens 
uh, the next time the Kings are in a close game because that close game could very well be Sunday at Golden State. Yes, the Warriors are bad. They've got a ton of injuries. So what? The Kings are still loose to that team, too. So can't need to get their act together. You know, play a longer, more consistent game. I mean, for two and a half quarters, you're saying, okay, they're going to be going to Oakland on a four-game winning streak feeling good. Didn't happen. So they got enough to work on. And I guess it didn't really have a whole lot to say about a game like this. I mean, Kings got outworked. You know, they got, got pushed around, ball taken from them, the defense picked up, and they didn't respond. They didn't respond well at all. And please don't give me the excuses about how they should have gotten more calls. Neither one of these teams got shot a lot of free throws. And these are the same officials you had a 16-point lead with. So, no excuses. Accept your L. Take this loss. Learn from it. See, maybe you can do something different when you get to San Francisco when you play the Warriors. So, that's really all I got. You know, just, oh, so just a real blah game and the kind of game the Kings have to start winning. Because you're not going to get a whole lot of opportunities to kind of, you know, build up your record against you know, struggling teams at home. So, well, the game of the Warriors isn't at home, but you know what I mean. They got to start, you know, taking advantage of some of these games. Stacking up some wins, stacking up some confidence. So when you finally get De'Aaron back, and it looks like De'Aaron will be back possibly next week. If that's what he was talking about targeting, if not the Charlotte game on the road on the 17th, possibly the game in uh, in Memphis on the 21st. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more of my coverage of the, and covers of the Athletic. Uh, find me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Find me on Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. I post videos from now. I post videos on Instagram from work. Mostly my stuff was just shenanigans, but I got work stuff up there. I got links to my articles. Uh, got them on um, obviously on Twitter as well. I'll tweet out the link to the uh, fan. Well, honestly, I'm gonna call a fan of mine, but to the, the public Facebook page if you want to join in there, we can have dialogue there as well. So everyone, you take care. Don't let this game get you down too much. There's always another one. Next one is Sunday at Golden State. If they lose that game, yeah, I can feel you guys being down, but we'll see what happens. Take care, everyone. Good night.